0: Welcome to the Sustainable Travel Podcast. Hosted by Nicolette Lakti. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode thirty-two of the Sustainable Travel Podcast. Today, I've Sarah on love or ability. So, would you like to introduce yourself, Sarah? Yeah. Hi, everyone.
1: My name is Sarah. I'm a developed educator at LUS or Ability Services, which is a service in Sydney, New South Wales. And uh, I'm here today to share with you all a little bit about my experience in support of this beautiful community.
0: Yeah, so let's start up with how did you start with your business lab or ability?
1: So I have more than. My first background is speech therapies and I came from Brazil back in 2006, so trying to reorganize very everything very quickly. In 2007, I met a boy with cerebral palsy, and I started to support him. And after him, many other kids' families came to me for help. And in 2018, we opened a center called Laws of Abilities, which offer a range of different um, Uh, programs for our students and uh, one of the programs so we have we open seven days of the week and uh, we have from early intervention to uh, school leavers but we also offer school holiday programs and traveling together where we go away with the student or with their family as well
0: yeah so can you talk a bit about your service when you help family or the individual go out and travel sure
1: so we know how like a holiday can be like a dream come true or can be a nightmare so when we 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 travel with children which is the majority of the services i do it's more focused on children and their families we need to organize that why for our children uh it, it's a, a big challenge to go away. It's a massive change of the environment. It's a massive change of the routine and of the everything around them. And if we prepare that nicely, this holiday can be more enjoyable for the whole family and easy for the child to deal with all these challenges. So what do we do? Uh, I can help the parents to organize the trip in terms of find what we uh, the place we're going to stay, uh, how we are going to do in the airport, how we are going to do that with the transport there. What do we need to take with us? If if I'm not going and I'm just helping to organize, if if they can, are they going to be able to find someone there to support their the child when they are there? and then we'll prepare the material for that. The last trip we, uh, I, I went with uh, one of the families, we also need to organize the, to take the scooter. To, be, to make the, the the whole trip more accessible for, for these students. And uh, it was amazing. So we need to, to send the papers in terms of the size of the scooter, the batteries, and um, to the uh, air, airline company, and get all the approval to have the scooter with us during the whole trip.
0: Yeah. So not a lot to look into. And so what are the key areas? or common theme that you stay while planning the trip?
1: Well I I think for each family it will be different, you know, because each child and, and each each person have different needs. You know, the most important thing is to understand what the parents goes with this 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 trip. Uh and, and tell them as much as we are going there to try to relax and have fun, they also need to relax and and have fun on their own time. Uh, so I try to support the family in giving them a respite time where they can have their own time to do their things as an adult, as a couple. And we also see how we can integrate the whole family to participate in the activities together. So it always depends on the family. The, the thing is to make to them understand it can be enjoyable. And uh, we will try the best to make it happen.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, so we don't need to talk about airport now. So airport can be bitty, different smell, a lot of noise, and people with sensory issue, or even hearing issues, well, it could be a up different reasons, need some assistance in their food security and stuff and not getting too overwhelm. On everything that going on. so how do you cope? How do you get them to cope that, in that situation? Exactly that,
1: Nicholas. I think the airport is one of the uh, the biggest challenge. It starts at the airport, you know, and uh, so I usually contact the the company first. You know, we you can check in different companies; they will have different uh, as kind of assistant. But when you share with them uh, like a little profile of the child, what, what are the needs and everything, it's helpful uh, in terms of organize, sometimes um, uh, organize the wheelchair. Even if a child uh, doesn't need a wheelchair, the whole assistant of they can can sit and don't need to stand in the line. It's very useful, useful. Uh, I usually walk with the family. Sometimes I go in front of them and I talk to the people around there to say, no, sir, we have a child, we cannot wait in the line. How can you help us? That is something that helps as well. But have the the, the everything prepared. Uh, in terms of the scooter, you really need to send in terms of the batteries, the size, uh, check with all all the the uh, airlines you are going to use during the trip if you are going to more than one, one place to make sure they know about. Uh, Sometimes you do the paper online and you arrive there, people have no idea what's going on. So I message and I put in the assistant as well, look, we do have a scooter with us. We do need this, this and that. So it's more information you give, better it is. You know, more prepared you are. And also for some small children who who cannot stop and uh, can be overwhelmed with everything, you make sure you have like some snakes some snacks for them to eat if they need uh, a earphone, um, books, uh, finger toys, anything. You know, anything you know the child can help the child to to stay calm. Even our weight blanket sometimes it's it's helpful as well.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. Quite a lot of airport now got the damn flower laying to him in place. So basically they will recognize it and separate it into the quicker special line. We were at the airport two days ago to drop someone off and they they now have someone up in front, separation people. So people who need to go through quicker special assistance can. So what is your thought on the Sunflower Langer?
1: I love it. I love that, and I think even um, if you, if the child during the whole trip have a little vest, you know, like that uh, the people who work on, on the the construction have. At at Luz, when we do uh, outside excursions, we always have this vest in terms of if the child run away or something happened uh, with the number, so they can recognize and say, "Oh, we can write something very simple like a." Uh, this child needs support. If you see him by yourself, please contact this number just in case. We use the iPad, uh, the Apple track as well in terms for, for, for help with that, in terms of if they abscond or running out. But everything that can recognize them and give them a chance to be understood, I think it's positive. It's, some families don't like, you know, they say, oh, we don't need that, and that. But after you do for the first time with them and explain, look, Will be much easier if you have that. It will be much easier. And they, they give it a go. They realize how much more they can explore, how much more they can enjoy, how much easier can be a trip with the whole family together. And saying that, Nicholas, it, I had an experience in the last flight from Greece to Bangkok where I had a, um, a mother. With four kids under eight years old, and two of them was in the spectrum, and it was a very um, difficult situation because at some point they 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 are not going to leave. You know, if these four kids were sitting and stay calm for the for the landing, and uh, then actually I jump in and I try to support the mother because they say, oh, all the four needs to sit, otherwise you have to leave the flight. They were trying to do everything. And then I put my hand up and say, all right, I'm, is that okay if I help? So I sat there. And what I noticed is could be easier for her if this mother was more prepared. You know? Even because she didn't speak English. So if she had uh, a paperwork explain about their child so someone could read some help, it was going to make much easier for her. So she nearly... Uh, was invited to leave the flight. And I understood their position in terms of uh, how difficult was the situation there. But myself and another lady also put her hand up and we sat with them and uh, trying to to support the mother to go to the flight. So parents need to think about that, you know. Even travel with normal, uh, uh, typical kids can be challenging, especially on their own. So, maybe they can fa- see if someone else is using this, going the same flight or anything to to not put them in this situation.
0: Yeah. But no, um, there's some fear around it where some people like to, if they wear it, they, that people are asking for too much help and it's uncomfortable. Because basically, a no should be a no, but some people will keep. Ah, do you want help and stuff. So have you been in any situation with the people at the airport or really anywhere that put someone into that situation?
1: Yes, yeah. Uh, it's. A, I think it's a common sense, you know. I think it's the way you look at them. You know, sometimes um, they know. I think the, 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 even the proper family, they know when someone want to help and they know what they're doing, and when someone is doing too much. So I'm always excited to help everyone. However, I put myself like, listen, um, I work with kids. If you need help, you let me know. And I'll be close to the family and, like, keeping my eyes, but very discreet, you know, not stepping in, in their shoes. Uh, but and, uh, if I see something happen, I say, listen, I'm super happy to help. Uh, I know it can be difficult and uh, that is what I do for work. So then I jump in. But if they not, I try to say, all right, do you want me to ask or contact someone, or are you sure you're okay? And then I leave.
0: Yeah. So when you when I look for accommodation, what are some of the key things to look for when you were looking for them for your client? Look...
1: It, this is a funny question because the majority of my families I call them my families uh, they don't check that, you know, like some of them, they already come, oh, we are going to this place. And then uh, things I, 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 I always get uh, a little bit concerned, the first thing is toilet, the toilet access, you know, especially for, for the ones who have physical disabilities, how are they going to have a shower? You know, do they have a seat that can provide? And if not, when I arrive in the hotel, this is the first question I do to them. So uh, how is your toilet? Do you have a, could I get a a plastic chair or a chair that I can use in the toilet? This is, I think, the number one. For little kids, uh, and it's a lot of the places, they don't have things in the pool, you know, and that is something can be very challenging as well. So, and it's not something we can control. Uh, But I try to see where is the room uh, or or things like that. And uh, some of the families prefer A, B and B than hotels. When you go to the hotels, uh, we check for the lockers, for the children not open the doors and run out. You know, for some kids who go all the time to the parents' room, uh, if we're in a house, we are trying to see, like, oh, please... Trying to not let the kids go to the parents' room all the time, so the parents can have some privacy there. And we're trying to have all the social things at the social area, at the living room, or in the common area, uh, and the balcony as well for small kids. You know, so these are the things I always look: uh, safety, safety, always first about safety, and uh, the as- accessibility for the the ones who who needs has the f- physical. But safety first,
0: always. Yeah. So have you ever been to a accommodation where they said it's acceptable, but then they're always one or two things that they think it's acceptable, but it's actually not?
1: Everywhere. Everywhere you have a step. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everywhere you find a step or you find something that they thought about a lot, but they didn't think about one little thing. Um, And um, at last, we also have a stairs between one level to the other one. And uh, when we decided to get this place, we saw that and we say, that's okay. One of my first families, when I came to Australia and I still working with them, uh, the father said to me, the world is not going to change everything for them. So some of the things we we'll need to learn, you know, and even like walk on the streets, you know, can be challenging. And it's not all the place they have accessible ways for you to walk. So we're trying to adapt for the most we can. And we're also trying to practice before we go. You know, a few things that um, even when they sleep over in your friend's house, you know, sometimes you you probably met some, some challenges in that situation. So it does happen and we talk to them and sometimes people didn't ever, ever realize about that. But also we're trying to adjust and think about that things before. So if we're going a boat, uh, in a tax boat, so how we are going to make in and out, uh, all these things we, we, we're we trying to practice, the, the transferring from one place to the other. So I think everyone needs to be aware that we're going to find challenge, but the, if the people who is working together um, work uh traveling to back together work together we can make it happen we can't we can't stop because of things in in our life you know it's challenge that it's what makes us better
0: yeah um so when do you like the trip travel trip from one location to the other on transport what day three features do you consider from like public transport to a private vehicle
1: yes for accessibility uh and uh plan the the even the, the, the public transport trip we need to plan it well you know to see if, if you're using a scooter if your battery it's going to be make the whole thing come back uh if you're using the wheelchair who is going to be pushing the wheelchair or if the person can use the wheelchair by themselves If you have a ramp or if you have a step, how we are going to do on that and how we are going to access the toilets. So depends, I always check. These days with technology, you can Google search and have a look to to try to find if they have toilets in the place, if they have a cafe or food around where we can buy water or anything, or in terms of using the public transport, if they have a disability access, or if not, if you arrive there, if you're going to find a way to do, or otherwise we'll use the Uber or taxi. So I always try to go with using public transport before we use a Uber, because it's a it's, it's a way for you to explore the place, you know, so, and make sure you're not by yourself. Sometimes I if I'm going somewhere, uh, Dog is one of my oldest clients, um, he's 21, but he's happy for me now to help him by myself. So like in Bangkok, for example, uh, his brother was always with me. And uh, we could, if, if he couldn't go up on the stairs and we didn't have a lift, he could walk up and we could uh, bring this, the, the, the scooter together up for him. So that are the things. And if, when they can give some steps, it's a little bit easier because that's something we we'll practice. We practice a lot of stairs, we practice walk around long distance. We practice how he's going to use the the, the scooter, how to we practice for six months before we went to the strip, how to use the scooter here in Sydney using the public transport. So we did we went to different places, accessing different parks, museums, everything using the scooter. So when we went to the strip, it was amazing. We went everywhere using the scooter. Yeah. So
0: what are the member back? attraction or tourist place you've been with a client? Wow, that's a good one.
1: Every place for me has a different means. But now in, uh, we went to Israel, and I was amazingly with how accessible is the city, uh, especially if you're using a scooter or, or a wheelchair. They have the tracks, and that it was uh, uh, very, very good not just because we could go everywhere, but we could go as a family. So we did some uh, places where we all got scooters and we went together. So that was a super fun. Then we went to music festivals, everything. It was super accessible and easy to do uh, in that way. But yes, I think in terms of accessibility and everything,
0: uh, Israel is, is in my top list now. It's yeah. my fifth. Yeah. And then there's some culture over there had different look and a different opinion on different disability and all of that. So, what do you see different in different culture, but how do you deal with it at the time?
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I think it will depend of the, 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 the person and what is the disability as well and what, what are, are the things, you know. For, for some of the students, it's quite easy. Uh, people usually are very friendly and come and help. But uh, for someone uh, like the, the kids on the spectrum, which they don't look like they have anything and uh, they, a lot of people uh, find it's a misbehave. Uh, that is when sometimes can be a little bit challenged, you know, in terms of people say, oh, well, look, look at this behavior, this child is too noisy or things like that. But I try to make clear for them, you know, when you arrive, or if I need to wait, I always say, listen, uh, we do like to order some food, but I have this child with me and it's quite challenged for her or for him to, to wait. Is that okay if you if you order and straight away look after us? And if they say, oh no, we are too busy, I can't help you. And I say, okay. I move to another place. You know, but if they see and uh, and they want to collaborate, it will be nice because we always go back to that place where they're friendly. And um, it, it's good to see more places are being open to that, you know, to accommodate and understand the families and children needs as well. So I think we will depend uh, where you are, the culture. Some places can be a little bit challenging, but I don't have like many bad experience with that. Sometimes we'll have challenge and I say okay these people don't understand, don't care. So they they'll probably be, will be like that with everyone, not just with us. We'll just say move on. And um yeah we tell them say shame on you. You know everyone has has the right to have fun and be engaged and uh, participate in everything.
0: Uh, yeah. And then that um, attraction and stuff like the beach or down on a book war, we'll probably consider extra day level while planning day thing. so what day method do you put in when you do day activity yeah
1: we love the beach the water is it's always amazing so I'm an outside person. So, like water, uh, be at the beach. Usually, are my favorite holidays. I'm not. I don't like when parents <laughs> invite me to go to winter. <laughs> it's not. I don't like. It's. It's not my my a comfortable environment to be. So this make it even challenge for myself to adjust my needs for that. You know. But when we are out, I I love to go to markets and um uh depends of some of the kids, the children they like playgrounds so i try trying to check for playgrounds around even the hotels have great facilities i try to organize a routine where we can spend a time in the swimming pool a time in the kids club a time going for walk and uh and a resting time or, or more part time at the the room as well especially when families has a a long days like when they plan a lot of activities. Sometimes if it's too much and the fa- the whole family wants to do it, I tell guys go and I'll meet you guys there later. So or we I go out with them for one activity and I come back to the hotel or to the house with the child. So the child if it's too much for him to be the whole day out, you know. So anything. Um, museums depend of the, if the parents wants to go to arts museum and that is not the thing for the child, so okay, okay you guys go to this one we go to one of, like in London they have like the science museums they have other kinds of museums which it's very interactive, have a lot of interactive activities, we go to that and we meet late for lunch or we meet late for, for dinner, so it, it will depend of the each, each child or, or each person's um, strengths and uh, what they like
0: yeah, so then to wrap it up now, so thank you for coming on to the Stepable Trouble podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Nicholas, and uh, I would like to say thank you for inviting me,
0: but also congratulations
1: to you for this amazing work you are doing. It's, uh, as I said to you before, it's, I love what I do. We love to support families and make this traveling more accessible to everyone. But more than myself talking about my experience, it's so important for you guys to share your experience because we learn from that. Sometimes you guys say some in the, in the all the interviews I, I learn and I saw here in your podcast, I learned so much about things I didn't think before that was important for you guys in your point of view. So thank you so much for sharing that with the whole community.
0: You have been listening to... The travel Travel Podcast. You can follow Nicolette on his Instagram page, nlastq20.